I heard 10-year-olds and below can't read traditional clocks. Yeah, well, as it turns out, 50-year-olds can't read the goddamn <laughs> clock anymore because I can't see it. I'm like, oh, is that the three? Yeah, all right, 10, 16, 11, 16. Speaking of connected devices. Yeah. Do we get all that? Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Human Element Cares podcast on modern marketing. And I've got two of our favorites here today as we do the CES pre-pod. Nice. Pre-pod. It's homework, basically. Yeah, right. It is. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, here's your assignment on your flight. Listen to this. It's actually the cheat sheet. It is the cheat sheet. We're going to try to keep it super tight. I've got Sarah Stringer, SVP, Head of Innovation, and Mike Liu, VP, Director, Mobile Innovation and Strategy here with me. That's a lot of words there. I know, it's too long. Too many commas. (laughs) Let's edit that stuff down. Let's jump in. You guys did or are doing a little piece around trends. Can you super briefly call out a few that you think are most significant? Yeah, sure. We're talking about uh, new measurement is a big one. Mm. I think uh, we for a long time as the industry have talked about reach and frequency as sort of like a proxy for marketing success. And now what we're seeing through a range of new engagement platforms and new technologies is that do we really then need to deem just a lot of eyeballs on something as our best metric for success? So now we're starting to think of different ways. Do we have the full answer for it? No, but it's definitely something that we're working on. Working on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we keep coming to this measurement discussion and it never goes away. And I, does it get better? Are we making progress over the past 25 years on measurement? I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. I think that, we're digging the hole deeper as it, we go through it and then is, trying to fill it with other things that might indicate better measurement. Right. But so I there's a gaping hole in our soul and we're just trying to exactly. fill it with other things like cigarettes and candy. Right. I mean, I don't feel like there's ever going to be a definitive anything for anything now. Yeah. Well, that's uplifting. Yeah, no, sorry. (laughs) All right, clients, tune in for this success. (laughs) We have no solutions for you. What's the one thing people in the industry aren't talking about in the context of CES that they should be? Unintended consequences. Ah, what do you mean? I think CES is a great, great area and conference for looking at the future of what's being created and how that's going to shape consumer behavior in our lives. But I don't think that they talk about what the unintended consequences are of the negative side of things. So when you talk about IoT and things being connected, and as we saw, the ring camera and that whole issue of now you now you can see things from afar, you have cloud storage, you can check in on your house from a wireless camera, but then you've got creepos talking to your kids over the camera. I saw that video. Was that last week? There's yeah. like a very disturbing. And there's a bunch of them too. Yeah, that's not awesome. Yeah. So I think there's just always a good and bad to things that we create. And so I think what we need to do is understand what the bad could be and then how do we kind of put gateholds in place to avoid those. Right. To build on Mike's point, I think this idea around like privacy is becoming incredibly important. Like last year, transparency was one of our big trends. Mm. And it's just around the murkiness of kind of everything and and consumers not really understanding the amount of data being captured and so forth. And I feel like over the past year, it's been transformed. We have, you know, even, you know, your broadest of media platforms like a Fox News telling people, how do you actually turn off your data set? You know, like, how do you stop people tracking you for where you are on a map or where your data is coming from? And I think that what we're starting to see now is that, to Mike's point, connected cars are, there's now the capability to actually have those hacked. Planes being hacked is apparently now, like, is actually way easier apparently than you think. And I think what we're seeing now is this this incredible rise in paranoia that we're going to face as more and more things, we realize that the infrastructure that's actually built around them is not built for security first. 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like every week I read about a new uh, sort of U.S. city being shut down uh, because it was at New Orleans, I guess, over the weekend or last week. And yet, I don't feel like we're paying enough attention to this phenomenon. It's it's troubling. Right. Okay. What is an upcoming consumer launch that you are most excited about? Are you aware of something that's percolating? I mean, everyone's going to be talking about Quibi. Like, that is just going to be the reality of it. They have managed to sell an entire year of inventory without even launching, which is incredible. They are going to be doing a keynote at CES on the Wednesday. And we're expecting, like, them to sort of do their formal launch to market as to, you know, what they're about and all the different studios they've signed on. And it's a lot of big names, a lot of big names. And I think the thing that's interesting from what we've heard from them is really how they're viewing content storytelling in chapters. So kind of actually taking some of the things that people uh, use in books and actually they reference Dan Brown and how he has very short chapters. So it allows Mm. you to pick up a very large book, but be able to like pick it up and drop it off, but still like feel like you're moving forward with the story. They're taking a very similar approach to the way that we're going to be creating content. So the whole like quick bites part of that platform and how we see that potentially changing the way that we look at premium content narrative and actually turning it into these mini chapters, I think could be very interesting. And and arguably it kind of is the antidote to this binging capability that we've seen through the Netflixes and Hulus of the world where we're actually going to potentially have these small quick bites, which actually allows people to get on with the rest of the day without crushing eight hours of TV. So Mike, for those of us in the studio audience who are not Quibi description versed. Can you give me the two sentence version of Quibi? Snackable content, mobile first. Mobile only. Mobile only. Phone Netflix, but shorter. So Quibi first. Anything else? I think the big thing we're talking about is that the travel sectors now, it's like their first keynote Mm. to be invited to CES. So, I mean, I think that's just a recognition. Strings and I were talking about this yesterday of travel and air transportation being seen as tech companies and how they're utilizing tech to make their experience better for the consumer because their expectations are high on like what can connect, what can't, and all the bells and whistles on a plane, as well as how they do things like doing things for good of, am I having guilt by flying? And so what's my carbon footprint offset? Mm. Are they having more efficient flights? Are they going to have less waste onside the plane because all the snacks that we eat? And so Air New Zealand, one of our clients actually has edible coffee cups so very biodegradable, yet you can eat them. I don't know if, how they taste because I haven't had them yet. But I mean, it's just a great Like step. hell is, is what they <laughs> taste like. I, I've not had one, but I just my reaction to an edible coffee cup is that they taste like hell. I I'm feel hoping, like we're going to have to get you one. Yeah. I'm hoping that they taste like the fun dip stick. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if they taste like that, then I, we're in business. Okay. We're in business. What will surprise us most at CES this year? This is surprising, but it's unsurprising is that uh, nothing will have really drastically changed that much. <laughs> like the one big thing about CES is that everyone's then really upset that there's not, you know, a, a hoverboard available for consumer purchase. But the reality is, is that these things move along iteratively. Yep. So when you're seeing like a new connected car experience, it will still be a connected car experience. We will still be talking about what will the new process of being in a in a car that can drive itself and what do you then do with that spare time and, and what's that potentially going to turn into? Is it productive? Is it entertainment? Whatever. You will see us moving along further with that, but it's not going to be like a gigantic surprise, I don't mm. think. Mike and I were talking about this yesterday, which hopefully seeing the more practical application of 5G. Like 5G got talked about and touched upon last year, but everyone was like, 
what are we going to do about 5G? And then I was like, well, don't worry about it because it's not coming anytime soon. Like you have all of the uh, networks kind of pretending that they've got 5G when they don't, like the whole 5GE. You're like, okay, nice try, but it's not actually like pure play 5G. But then what we're going to see this year is actually, you know, really scaled consumer products like the likes of Apple and obviously Samsung is way ahead of Apple with this around having 5G devices and actually then seeing that effect on consumer behavior. So I think we were talking about the other elements around not only just like mobile phone connectivity to 5G, but what are the other sensors Mm. and other type of technology we'll actually be able to start gathering data from, hopefully in a very useful and privacy first way. Mm. I think there's probably going to be a lot more unlocking of that type of content, hopefully this year. Yeah, we're thinking that there's a lot of tests and learns going to be put out this year because of the rollout of 5G. And I think to your question of what's going to be surprising, I don't think we'll get there until probably maybe next year or the year after once 5G does roll out, because then that's just going to unlock a whole new level of computing, a whole new level of processes and things that can be done. So I think the next couple of years, CES is going to be surprising at what can be done because we couldn't have imagined how 5G is going to change tech. Because my capability to deliver online applications and services is lightning. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I look, I, I still believe in the promise of it. it. It's just a little bit like 2008 or 2006 when it was like the year of mobile every year for half a decade. All right, here's what we're going to do next. We're going to go through like seven or eight things really quickly, like literally up or down arrow is what we're going to do. So do you want me to say the word up arrow? (laughs) Or just up? (laughs) You can do up and then if you, a word or two description if if you want. All right. So are you ready? Here we go. Trust and transparency, up or down? Up for sure. Up for sure. AI. Up and it will hopefully actually start explaining what the hell we're going to do with it versus it just being like AI, yes, but it'll be like, are we using it for operational um, services? Are we using it for advertising? Are we using it for audiences? Like, hopefully, we'll actually get a little bit more nitty gritty about like how versus mm. just going like AI, yay. Mm. I was going to say kind of down the middle, sideways. I don't. I think it's just going to continue how it's being tested right now because all the applications right now are sort of as Strings was saying, meh. So I think this year we'll get some progress, but I think the next couple of years will be when we start to see it come to fruition. How linked to 5G is it for you? It's not directly correlated, but mm-hmm. I think the applications for things that we can do on our phone and at home and connected devices are linked to it. But mm. I think AI can still work in a silo and offshore, but I think it will just expedite what, what can be done. Augmented reality. I'm going to say the same. I'm hoping that we'll see more utility uses of AR. I'll say up. I think there'll be a lot of fun applications coming out with AR, especially since it's not dependent on apps now. Don't we keep hearing that Apple's going to do something with AR and then the phones come out and nothing happens? Maybe. So, <laughs> so or is that just my old well, they're doing they're doing the Memojis, which is kind of like that. That's their version of a lens where so, it animates so that's, your face. So you're, what you're telling me is the fact that I could have a lizard head. That's that's what I'm supposed I think to be that's excited their, about. That's their test in the market that's going to show what they can do later on from the outward-facing camera. Okay. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Down. All right, let's move on. <laughs> the drones. Um, that's the sound they make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a podcast. If only. I think drones for consumers down slash the same if you're a drone nerd and I think up if you're allowing more tests for delivery services in particular cities where they don't think you're going to be a nuisance for aviation. Could you describe a city where they wouldn't be a nuisance for aviation? I feel like there's somewhere I can't think where I'm going to have to Google like this Like Iowa or? 
Yeah, you know, somewhere's definitely somewhere testing in U- it. Utah, Quad Arizona. Cities area. Okay. Yeah. I'll say up for consumers will probably be cheaper and then up for commercial use because there'll be more technology for applications. So apparently FedEx and UPS have been absolutely buried this year because there's a a shorter time frame between Thanksgiving and Christmas and literally have not been making dates, like things that those companies don't do, right? Like they're great logistics companies and and they've been totally, and so you saw the announcement yesterday of Amazon walking away from FedEx because of issues around prime delivery and missing dates. They literally the infrastructure of those two companies have been really taxed this year. And so I do think there has to be some kind of breakthrough in some other way. So I'm gonna go up commercially, down for people. I don't think anybody cares. That's the right answer, Lou. <laughs> Get with the program. They're getting cheaper. I, I mean, goddamn! Like I invite you on want... this podcast, and you don't give me the right answer. I mean, my nephews always want a drone, so maybe you're right there. Maybe yeah. maybe right. consumers under the age they're, of thirteen. They're, cheap. they're getting cheaper. All right, they're like this is one for bucks. the heart. Ready? Peloton. People that own them seem to love them. I think they become less cool now, so I'm going to say the same. I don't think they're going to go down because I do think less people want to leave the home, and they also don't want to die of being very unhealthy. So the same. So net sideways. Sideways, yeah. I say up. They're expanding outside of just bikes. Yeah. So they have yoga. They have a bunch of other things too. So I feel like that's going to bolster the Peloton brand. It's pretty addictive. I've told you guys that before. Do you have one? Oh, yeah. You can't tell from his fantastic physique. Why? Because he's a big runner. So I just assumed that you're just running all the time. It is. Well, it's it's the only reason why I can still run a little bit is because I don't run all the time. Do you do the yoga or anything else? I've done, I've certainly done classes. There's a meditation class that I do a lot that I like. So I do some of the other classes. Mostly what I do is the, they do an outdoor mm-hmm. version, which is sort of, it's a coach in your ear while you're running. Yeah, It's a way of actually getting value out of a run rather than just, okay, I log these junk miles mm-hmm. and I don't really care what kind of pace I'm, I'm setting. Yeah. Although my age, honestly, the fact that you don't die in the middle of it is really the only victory. I like the gateway is the bike, so... Yeah, the gateway is the once bike. Once they expand out to other services. I, I, and I'd like to own a tread. $4,500 for treadmills a little uh, yes. out of my league. It's ritzy. Now, if Henry drops out of college, then maybe I'll get a treadmill. <laughs> you had it here first, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Hank. <laughs> Amazon. Up. Amazon's always up. Sadly, that's true. Yeah, Amazon's always up. They're I feel like the other... I feel Predatory like be a, as hell, but always up. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a banding together of the other... Like the Walmarts and the Targets are just going to start. Don't, don't underestimate the selfishness of a consumer because <laughs> they want the convenience true. and Amazon really has that. that is Walmart true. still sends me things in like multiple boxes. Interesting. I actually the, saw a the, new technology in the Europe. horror, Lou. Horror. The absolute, absolute horror. The, horror. horror. The, logi- the logistics of it is just sort of, they'll come at Boy, different times. Yeah, Amazon. That was scathing. <laughs> Why do I come to these things? <laughs> Apple. Meh. People will still love it, so up, and I think that it will do well, and I think the 5G phone, and everyone's already talking about it, and everyone still loves AirPods. I think they need to have a look at their process and try and leapfrog the fact they're now viewed as a laggard in the tech industry versus a driver of new innovation. They're not a laggard in margin. No, exactly, but that's because everyone likes doing the same. I, I'm not. I'm just I know saying, you're a fanboy, so this is, I am, this is I am cutting a real you deep boy. right now. It, it but is. It cuts no, me to the I heart. own a lot of Apple products, but I'm just saying. Strings. We used to be friends. I know. <laughs> um, I'll say. You don't bring me flowers. I'll say up this upcoming year, just because I All think right. that the next generation will have Touch ID back, and I think that's what everybody wants. Robots. Up. Sure. Robots are always. <laughs> Robots are always up. I've always, seen the Jetsons. Robots yeah, are go. always up. I just All think right. that. I'd like, say yes. Yeah. There's just robots up. People want robots, just not dangerous ones. 
Right. Yeah. You're one, not like, the killer cute, type. Cute like, ones. Yeah, not the killer type. Companion ones. robots this do highly, very well at CES. Jason, highly quotable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People want robots, just not the killer the, ones. They want the cute robots, not the killer robots. All right. right. Fair enough. I'll sign up for that. What excites you most about 2020? Reality TV, a.k.a. the election. Oh, God. I feel like that's... I know that the next question is what scares you, so I feel like I can combine the two, which is I have hope, yet I'm also terrified. Yeah, fair enough. All right, lightning round. Different frame. Ready? Okay. Rise of Skywalker, good or bad? I haven't seen the last few Star Wars, so I don't know. Okay, take a swing. I will see it. Good. I think it will be good. I think there's a lot of pressure on J.J. Abrams, so he's going to have to nail it. So I'm hoping good. I'm hoping it gives people the ending they deserve. Fair enough. Mandalorian, in or out? I'm met about it, but I'm still watching it, so I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I will still watch it to know that I know what's going on, but I'm not like fully in love with it yet. I think I'm in mainly because that's one of Disney Plus's first originals that they're pushing out, so there's a lot of focus on it. Baby Yoda, we in for Baby Yoda? He's cute. Um, I like Baby Yoda. I know that one of the questions is, have you referenced it in a meeting? I have. I actually have referenced Baby Yoda too many times this week than I would care to admit. So, Well, yeah. go ahead. I'm not that hip, so I don't... Cultural yeah, I know. That's what we think of you. You're not that hip. <laughs> Gaming exhibition in the Olympics next year. Will you watch any of it? Heck yes. There he is. That was a, that was a layup just for you. I put it in there. Thank right. you. I don't really watch any of the Olympics, if I'm honest, but I will be interested to see what gaming does this year. For our CES attending audience, favorite bar in Vegas? Um, I actually choose not to drink during CES because it's so crazy and I see a lot of people making some terrible decisions. I feel like a lot of meetings take place at the Chandelier Bar. My favorite bar would be the mini bar, the one that I get to have <laughs> at home when I right. shut everyone else That's out. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Food buffet bar. Food buffet bar. Just the food. <laughs> I'm so glad we had you Mike's on. going on volume here yeah, for yeah, quality it's... eating. <laughs> so <laughs> find me there if I'm not on the floor. So that's the 64-ounce draft of Miller Lite. Is that what you're getting? No, the it's food just the 64-ounce tomahawk steak with some shrimp. Awesome. All right, well, thank you guys so much. That was our super fast lightning pod for CES. If you're looking for us, we will be out there. Thanks so much for another episode of The Human Element. If you want to subscribe or give us a like, we would love it. And we will be back out to you really, really soon. 